0: Welcome back to the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode where we will teach you how to harness the power of the internet to grow your online herd. I'm Laura. And I'm
1: April. We can't wait to watch your business grow when you implement what you learn from the podcast. Whether you own a stable or a boarding facility, offer riding lessons and horse training, or are building an online membership for equine education, these tips can help you get more clients.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you share your business name in your review, you just might hear it in a future episode. So I can't believe that we're already recording episode 11, but here we are. And today we're talking about standing out in a saturated market. So if you're an equine photographer, a horse facility owner, a horse trainer, the owner of any kind of online training program or membership, a tack maker, or a clinician, you've probably had a moment in your business where you felt like there are a million people out there doing the exact same thing that you're doing. And that leads to comparison and wondering, how can you possibly make your business stack up against so many people and competition? These feelings are completely normal, um, but I have a secret for you. There's almost no one who offers a completely unique product or service. So if we all looked long enough, we'd discover that we're operating in a saturated market. If I looked out at other content writers and social media managers, I would have a complete heart attack because there's about a million of us out there. But does that mean we should throw in the towel and give up? Absolutely not. It means that we need to find ways to stand out in that saturated market. So the question is, how do we do that? The first way is to niche down. So when I just look at social media managers and content writers in the equine industry, I feel a lot better about how many people I'm competing against. We are pretty darn clear about our audience for this podcast. We're talking directly to equine businesses. And do people with non-equine businesses listen? Absolutely. I know they do. I have people, non-equine business clients that listen. Our awesome moms listen, and they don't even have (laughs) businesses. And we're thanks, moms. We're so happy that you listen. Yes, we love you. (laughs) But we're very clearly speaking to horse business owners. So when they come across us, they feel like they finally found a marketing podcast that's just for them. Definitely. When I started
1: to go, get into my business, I was like, I don't know if anyone else is really doing this. And, of course, I got on Instagram. Of course, a couple other people are doing it. But, of course, nothing like if I just decided to help everyone. Um, initially, I did try to say, oh, I don't think there's going to be enough horse clients for me. So I went out and I named my business Dream Virtual Assistant. So I'm going to help everybody. And then I realized, hey, I am. I have enough horse people. So I niched down and I said, you know, I'm, only help, I'm here only to help the equine businesses. And um, I was saying I could do pretty much whatever you needed to on a computer, um, you know, from social media to content to tons of things. And now I'm starting to find myself where I'm even niching down even more by doing membership websites and it's just been kind of like my knack. Um, in the beginning, it might seem hard like to figure out what you need to do, but if you just kind of start going after a little bit of it and then you just keep going after it, you'll learn to just niche down and help that clientele. And it's always kind of scary, like how are you going to find enough people if you niche down too much, but you'll be surprised that you're going to find the right amount of people um because there's always enough people for you to make your business I always worried that there wouldn't be but I've listened to so many people like Marie Forleo Forleo, and all these people and they tell you you're going to find enough people um if you niche down and I've listened to a couple other things where they say the riches are in the niches and I strongly believe that (laughs) um so some ways some different types of horse businesses can niche down so um, a lot of times we know there's lots of barns out there. They do the boarding. They train horses for clients and owners. And then they also are doing lessons for all types of age groups. So ways people can niche down is maybe they only do lessons for beginners instead of doing it for all types of people. Or maybe they only niche down on certain disciplines. They were doing English um, and Western and dressage and jumping all these different types of things and maybe they start to niche down to only western um or maybe only raining. so it's very specific um that's just some of the ideas
0: I can think of off the top of my head absolutely and then I think another thing a way you can niche down is horse philosophy there's a million different ways to train a horse and they are 99% of them work. <laughs> so if you have a very specific philosophy that you work with horses and you are very clear about that, you're going to find people whose philosophy match yours. And that's another way. Yeah. So, but
1: like parenting.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, like it's just yeah. like parenting. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. like I always feel weird. Cause I know some, there's like some type of judgment, like on people, a parent that read books, but I was like, but with my, horses if I wanted to learn anything it was like read books read books watch videos so I'm reading books like how the Danish did parenting and you know the French and all these different things just so I can have a better perspective and one parenting book I read at the very end was like I've been doing this with my kids or this whole time this philosophy the whole time I'm like oh yeah really I'm like yeah I've been doing it with my horses and I just laugh so loudly because it's funny how they kind of work together <laughs>
0: It totally is. My parents were middle school teachers and they love watching like buck work with horses. They love watching horse clinic videos and stuff because they're like, it's just teaching. It's just, it's the same. They're middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, But yeah. So once you have your niche figured out, you should think about what kind of experience your clients get when they work with you. This is another really awesome way to stand out. So do you, you know, maybe you go to Costco and you buy a giant bucket of candy and when the kids are done with their lesson, they get to pick out a piece of candy. Or maybe you offer your boarding clients complimentary tack fitting advice. Or maybe you're that barn owner who doesn't think twice about staying up all night when a boarder's horse gets sick or colics and the boarder cannot make it out. So these are all things that can help you really stand out from the crowd. I have a ton of horse boarding options near my house, but I'm driving 30 minutes because I found a pasture boarding where the horses are fed twice a day, where the owner of the barn um, takes really good care of the horses. She's going to notice if something goes wrong. And so all that kind of like MJ being allowed to be a horse in a pasture while still having a good diet mattered to me so much more than proximity. So I do a ton of driving. I listen to a lot of podcasts in the car, <laughs> but you know that that it's a horse boarding in the Sacramento area is a fairly saturated market. Like I've never called a place and had them say, you know, we're full. But I'm willing to drive because the experience that she has matters most <laughs> to me. So it is time for our halfway horse update. So my really really exciting big horse update is that. I rode MJ Bridalless for a photo shoot last week.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw the updates like on Instagram and so stuff. That looked really fun.
0: It was so fun. So I, because my company's name is Unbridled Content Marketing, I really just wanted <laughs> a few photos of me on a horse without a bridle um, <laughs> for my website. And MJ maybe, maybe has 20 rides on her at this point. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit on her in the round pen like I was wearing a helmet I was very adamant that I would wear a helmet during this photo shoot because I'm like I'm not going to be the person who cracks her egg while taking a photo <laughs> <laughs> and so I um, I was thinking okay I just like I, put, I had her halter on her I rode her around in a couple circles she settled she stood I took the halter off I checked it I figured well just stand here for a few minutes take some pictures and um, then if she starts walking I'll just slide off and that'll be that But then she kind of like, I could tell she was still listening to me as I was sitting there. So we took a few pictures as I was sitting there. And then I was like, I kind of got brave. I'm like, I'm going to ask her to go and see what happens. And sure enough, I ask her to go. She goes. I sit down. She stops. I'm like, hmm, this is pretty good. And so the next thing I know, we're trotting bareback and bridle around the round (laughs) And She did everything I asked her to do. I'm like, okay, this horse is pulling my leg. She, somebody has trained her well to be a riding horse you in her life. I don't know if it's all me I think that somebody had a you know some in her history before she got to me she learned some leg cues she learned some things and as she learns to respect me more I think she's showing me that she knows things. <laughs> Um disgusting. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what it is. Oh, just testing. Yeah, I do know these things, mom. It's not a big deal. So that was a huge win for us. And now I'm kind of like, gosh, I realized I had a neck rope on her, and I realized I was still pulling on that neck rope to balance a little bit. Granted, I'd put Shoshin on her and then got on her bridle um, bareback, so it was a slippery disaster up there. (laughs) (laughs) Not recommended. It did make her look very nice for the photo shoot, but it made my job a little difficult. But I'm like, gosh, I need. I think I need to like maybe Bridalless Fridays are gonna be a thing. I don't know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> oh, there
0: you go. Yeah.
1: So my fun horse update, um, and you'll hear a little bit about it um, in the previous episode, in episode ten. But I went to Hungary, and I worked with my former boss. She went to the to the FBI. World Driving Pony Championship. Um, so that was really neat to see all the different countries be there, like Netherlands, the French, the Belgians, the Germans, the Czech, uh, Denmark, and a few others. Um, so, you know, just to actually be on a world platform competition was really neat. And I got all the cool USA gear swag. And um, I got to help Mary take care of her. Um, she brought three ponies to the competition. She had brought four ponies over to Europe, but she only brought three to the um, competition and mm-hmm. she had the smallest ponies. Uh, she talked about in the last episode and it was just neat walking them around. Um, I would walk them around the um, show grounds and I would clean their stalls because they were paint horses and they had to stay clean. So,
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. A- <laughs>
1: so, you know, keeping three little ponies clean in a stall is make sure you, pick up every single piece of poop constantly otherwise it was cowboy magic to the wind. Yes. so <laughs> um so I did a lot of that I didn't know much about the harness but she did have a little bit of um, help from the group she had come with and they did like all her little braiding and um did like the harness hookup but I got because you always had to have somebody on the back of the cart for safety reasons so I got to ride on the back a lot and um her little mayor Kimba is just a hoot she's so feisty and um we were like cantering and galloping around in little circles and stuff so that was really neat to see her go at it but it was definitely a, like a lifetime experience like I'm so happy I went and I just originally had a message her saying hey I want to come watch you and she's like hey do you want to come work <laughs> and I was like yes I'll come work so
0: that's really mm-hmm. so. When you said that you, um, there always has to be someone on the back of the cart for safety reasons. Are you stopping mm-hmm. the cart from flipping over if things go wrong? Is that why you're there?
1: Um, no, it's more because you need to have someone to, uh, be at the head of the horse when they get off and such, so they can get on and off the cart, and um, for like so they don't okay. flip over and stuff. That's more for like when they're going through the marathon and like actually turning and stuff. Like you have to learn to sit on certain spots like when we were with Kimba I made sure I was on certain spots of the cart so like when she would turn right and make circles I would sit on the inside so it wouldn't flip over and such so
0: gotcha because so Kimba was making you learn quick
1: yeah oh yeah yeah. (laughs) because then she was like doing figure eight so I literally would have to stand up real quick and switch to the other side I was like okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if you haven't listened to episode 10 where there's a Awesome recount of this whole adventure from Mary's perspective. Um, Kimba is her little mare that she rescued and ended up being an incredible little driving horse and really showed everybody what rescue horses can do. So me from my rescue horse background really loved that story, and you should go back and listen to it if you haven't Oh, yeah, it, she was like a huge cause she was the
1: smallest pony there too, and um she had little shoes on, and, um, yeah, so, they when they went to measure her, I think they have to be, like, 109 centimeters, and she was 112. Whoo, so, Good
0: yeah. thing she had the shoes on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: one of the reasons why she got shoes. Yeah. And
1: then, and then they got pulled off for a marathon because she had lost one, and then we pulled off the other one. So, yeah, that was fun adventure. <laughs> so, back from the break. Uh, so, now that – you have a niche and you've created a unique, unique client experience. How can you stand out in your marketing? So the first step is to really get clear about your brand. Like what if somebody wanted to know anything about your brand, if they looked on a website, are they going to recognize your brand right away? Like they've seen you on Facebook. They've seen you on Instagram. They know it's you as soon as you post because it's just you've stayed true to your aesthetic. You you've stayed true to who you are and how you talk. So, are you going to be easily recognizable? Um, you can. This can even affect print. So, maybe you have flyers up at uh, a tax store, um, or maybe you have an ad in a magazine, or at a, you know, if you're at a show and they have like those little paperwork that they give. Why can I not think? But they have the show names and everything. If you have your ad on that, then it's, you're easily recognizable. So we've talked a lot about creating your brand. If you've listened to episode two, I believe it's called Nail Your Brand. And um, we even have a little freebie in there so you can create your own brand and kind of get a better understanding of that. And I even went a little further um, and I've taken some pictures. And I don't know if I know you did some pictures recently, too, and I. Um, got some clothing in my brand colors so that like when I went to conferences or um, summits or whatnot that hey she works or she owns this business because well she's wearing those colors and like it's obvious that's kind of her aesthetic so just taking it the extra mile
0: <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to go shopping before the equine women's business summit so ah rats I'm gonna have to get some more clothes in my brand colors yeah I get like <laughs> little stickers and I
1: was because I got something in the mail recently for pens and stuff with my business name on I was like hmm you know looking at some things that I would like to bring to the summit and stuff just fun little things so
0: yeah just stuff to hand out that's a really great idea
1: yeah I have my business cards but you know there's add a little personal touch and everybody loves stickers right now and you know putting on your water bottles or on your laptop so
0: that's a good idea yeah maybe we should make some podcast stickers oh yeah Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So your graphics capture your audience's attention, which is why we want to make stickers and (laughs) hand them out for the podcast. And the (laughs) stories you tell are really what close the deal. So if you post a photo of your students with a the gifts that you give them, or unwrapping their candy with a big smile on their face at the end of their lesson. You really have to take it one step further and tell stories of the progress that your clients and your horses are making. And then you wanna talk about the silly things that your you know, your boarding horses do. Do not ever complain about your clients or your business on social media. It's okay to talk about a struggle you're going through, It's okay to, you know, say, oh my gosh, this horse got out and it scared me, but do not ever complain about a boarder or a client. You know, don't say that the horse is bad. You can tell the crazy story about how the horse got out and you were chasing it up and down the street in your pajamas at 10 o'clock at night. But keep it light and positive. Don't complain about a boarder who left the gate open. Don't complain about your clients and your business. You want to keep social media really positive. Tell funny stories, provide value, be motivational, um, but don't complain about your business. Right. So you want to tell these really memorable stories that your audience can relate to. So if you have a kiddo that comes and they are, you know, they come to their first lesson and maybe they're, parents are super into riding and they want to get their kid into riding, but they're the kids scared of horses. And so maybe that first lesson you get the little one to just maybe brush the horse and walk away. And then fast forward three months and that little one is tearing it up in the arena, having a ball with a horse. Like that is such a relatable and incredible and inspiring story. So tell those stories that your audience can relate to and show them that you understand their struggles how you can help them, inspire them, and make them really think about their reality and their goals and show them how you can help reach those goals. So we talk about consistency a lot on this podcast, but it really, really matters. So if you're in a saturated market and someone is showing up consistently and you aren't, that person is already automatically ahead of you. So be consistent, tell awesome stories, Be consistent with your brand. Be consistent with how you show up. And you want to be that beautiful buckskin in the herd of bays and chestnuts. You want to be the one that stands out. And by being yourself and providing an awesome experience and being super consistent with who you are, you will be that beautiful buckskin in no time. I love that. Be that
1: beautiful buckskin. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're ready for some extra help with the online part of your business, you can work with us. I'm April and I own Make It Rain, where I help equine businesses gain exposure online through creating content, social media management, SEO, email marketing, video editing, and more. Let me work in your business while you can focus on your business. So don't get bogged down with trying to do all the things. Check me out on my website, makeitrain.com.
0: I'm Laura Langfit with Unbridled Content Marketing. I can help you with all your writing needs. From your website to your social media posts, I love to write, and if I were to take a wild guess, I'd imagine that you don't. Check out my Facebook group. It's called Must Love Horses, Small Business, Social Media, and Content Tips. You can get to know me more there. Don't forget to go out there and rein in your herd.